Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. President Michael D. Higgins, his comments on the country's housing situation um, continue to generate a lot of discussion even today and just as they did yesterday as well. If you haven't heard what Michael D. Higgins had to say on the uh, housing situation, just take a listen. First of all, I say from my heart to those young people who showed me, brought me into the places that is their living space. Those who saw as well as that, that it's far more than about bricks and mortar. But having a home, having a, being able to get, is so important for every other aspect of citizen participation. And I often ask myself, you know, how Republican is what we created? And that's a real challenge. I, I have taken as well to, to speaking ever more frankly in relation to housing, because I think it is our great, great, great failure. It isn't a crisis anymore. It is a disaster. And I think that we have to really think about meeting the basic needs of people in a republic, be about food and shelter and education. And building homes is what is important. It is not to be a star performer for the speculative sector internationally or anything else. And since President Higgins made those comments, there's been a lot of discussion and commentary and analysis about whether or not it was his place to make the comments that he did at the event um, yesterday and a lot of political analysis as well of that. In fact, Thonish the Leo Bradger was speaking to Jonathan in the Pat Kenny show this morning. This was his reaction. I think some of what he said was true, quite frankly. You know, the housing crisis uh, is a disaster for a lot of people. Um, you know, for the 60 or 70% of us who own our own homes, whether it's outright or through a mortgage, that's not the case. But for people who are paying very high rents, um, often half their income in rents, that's a disaster. When you read the papers today, um, right across many of the broadsheets, we're hearing that a number of government ministers um, said to be unhappy, furious, in fact, at the remarks. And uh, President Higgins now facing a backlash from some some ministers and politicians as well. Was President Higgins right to speak out? I'd just love to hear what people think of this today. 1800 453 is the number. Marion is with us on the line. Marion, were you surprised by what the president had to say? No, I was actually impressed by what he had to say. And I agree with him. I think because he's independent of party politics, he's an independent, elected by the people, uh, speaker. And I think he's totally right. He can he can actually speak out independent of party policy, whereas I think a lot of politicians in government are limited by what they can say because they're in a particular party. They don't want to offend their coalition partners. Oh, you can't say anything about that. And now they're saying to Michael D, oh, you, you can't say that because you're president. And this is a typical Irish thing that happens all the time. If somebody speaks out and says something very important, they say, oh, no, you go back there now, go back into your box. You're not supposed to say those kinds of things. And then that leads to paralysis and nothing gets done. That's what I think big story today you know and I know we made the comments yesterday and there was lots of analysis on, on, on various different shows and I know here in the hard shoulder too um, about President Higgins comments and whether or not he was was right to speak out and comment um, but there's a, a, a lot of a lot of um, mixed views I think is probably the best way to, to put it from the text line. Jerry is with us as well. Jerry, what do you think like? Well I would think Marion is right there I think uh, Michael D was only echoing what most people in the country think I think 
at the end of the... Hello? Yeah, no, I can hear you perfectly, Jerry. Go on ahead. Um, I think um, the aftermath of the crash was handled badly, like um, selling housing estates and apartment blocks on block to vulture funds and that, you know. It might have taken a little more time, but if they sold them to people, like they would have probably made more money and put people in a better position and probably avoided some of the social problems mm-hmm. we're going to store up into the future, you know. And 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 the commentary around Michael D Higgins and the fact that he you know he's he's president and he's lost his ability to speak out on on housing policy and policy in general government policy because he he's no longer no longer in Dáil Éireann. Do you think is that criticism not fair well, though, Jerry? I would think you know that if people want to get excited about something, they should get excited about the state of the problem rather than who said it. Like constitutional niceties are fine and all that but at the same time we're in dire straits like our young people particularly in dire straits with with the price of property and you have young people on two fairly decent professional salaries they still can't get a mortgage I think that's much more uh, important to get excited about than whether Michael D broke any constitutional niceties or anything like that you know so focus we on the to get our priorities fo- right. Yeah, focus on the message, Jerry, and, and and not who delivered it. And don't shoot the messenger exactly. Is that what it is? Do you think it's just the fact that you know Michael D Higgins has probably touched a nerve in in many many houses right across the length and breadth well, of the country? I suppose because he has a certain cachet, a great cachet. He proved himself a very popular president, like. Uh, they're afraid of the words coming from somebody because he's not the first to say it. Like, but it's it's the gravitas that he carries. That's that's probably what scared them more than anything else. Have you are you, are you experiencing Jerry the the housing situation or well like, not personally no I mean, yeah uh, myself and my wife forty almost forty years ago we purchased a house here in Rathfarnham like but uh, like it was difficult then but it's it's nothing in comparison to what it is now like you mm. know we had 16 and 17 percent interest rates at the time but that didn't deter us you know and it was doable but now with much smaller interest rates the price of property is so big and the difficulty getting a mortgage like and there's a sort of false bubble being created like uh, i would feel very sorry for young people and i feel it's it's going to undermine democracy into the future and I suppose okay. in some ways definitely going to store up social problems and things like that. 1800-453-106 if you want to join us. Jerry. I want to bring in Emmanuel as well. Um, Emmanuel, do you think Michael D. Higgins, the President, was, was right to share his views? Oh, absolutely. 100%. I think he showed tremendous leadership by naming it. Very often problems until they're named won't be dealt with. I think by naming the problem, he showed great, tremendous courage and had to congratulate him on that. But at a wider level regarding renting and so on, in 1845, we had 3 million people dependent on the potato, and we know what happened in the famine. Now we have a huge proportion of the population depending on high rent. So there's a, there's a great similarity there. But even, even going to another point about the issue of uh, air control, which it may seem it's not related, but actually... Housing rents and the prevention of young people getting houses is a form of economic contraception. If you actually think about it, it's much more effective than condoms because people cannot form families. So it's a direct attack on the right. young people of Ireland forming a new, uh, a new family and a life of their own. This is a very serious matter. For example, just 
building to rent with small rooms and common facilities. It's not different to a prison. Surely a prison is basically, it's just an open-air prison. People want to relate to each other in a family setting and have children and have a garden and so on. Isn't that what we were independent? Surely we're still promoting the British model of government. We have 168 members of parliament. If that was equivalent to the United States, they'd have 5,000 members of Congress on a population per head basis. So we're overrepresented and no accountability. Mm-hmm. That's the problematic of which and, we And did. just when, when you listen, Emmanuel, I don't know if you heard what Jerry had to say, but but it just doesn't even make in the point, I suppose, the fact that Michael D. Higgins in the role as president, you can't, you know, constitutionally, you can't really speak as frankly as you want. And if you want that luxury or the ability to comment, I suppose, on, on various different governmental policy, you need to be sitting inside in, in, in Dáil Éireann or in Shannon Éireann in the upper house if you want the luxury to do that. But Jerry, Jerry's point there, Emmanuel, about... Um, it's not like it's the message and not the messenger. Would you agree with that? Well, I mean, first of all, as far as I know, under the constitution, if you go down to the presidential limits and and possibilities of the office, as far as I'm aware, there's no uh, law against the president giving his opinion. So it's his opinion. Well, there's is constraints that the ha- on, on on your role, powers, and function. There is. Don't ask well, me to tell you what part, what what uh, act in the constitution it is off the top of my head, but. Yeah, but then, then, then are we saying then that under the right to free speech that the president as a human being and as a first citizen of the state must remain silent no matter what happens in front of his eyes? So you think surely, he uh, be... surely the right to free speech covers his right to have an opinion. He's referring to every government okay. in a succession. He's not specific to saying this government. He's saying that our policy since the state has changed and we failed to build social housing for a reasonable rent where people can uh, spend some amount of their income on rent, but then have money for their children's education, mm. for their health, okay. for a holiday, things like that. At the situation now is that people are paying rent at the exclusion of their children's benefits, holidays, health care, you know, going... Oh, you sure, know, I know. It's, all, it's, all the issues it's, around it's, that. It's, so the rent I, sucks. I, I think that, as I say, who else could have made such an impact? Because even Leo Varadkar this morning, I think, admitted that he agreed it was disastrous, effectively, to problem. So when the when a former and future teacher and previous teacher is admitting there's a problem, well now don't we really need a citizen's assembly okay. on housing? Well we are we certainly needed. we're certainly talking about it. I think I know Leo Varadkar when he was chatting, chatting to Jonathan here um, earlier he said that uh, the president's remarks about housing he said they were true and the issue is ever, um, a social disaster I think you can listen back to that interview in full as well if you want on the, the News Talk app. Con is with us too. Um, Con what are your thoughts? Hello? How are you, Con? Can you? Hear? I'm well, thank you. Good. I'll tell you, Michael D. I think was quite correct in what he said. Uh, all this talk about the Constitution and everything, and the last man that was on is quite right. He's entitled to freedom of speech, and he was talking about all governments, even the governments he was a member of. Now, the point I'd like to make is that the county councils around the country are spending hundreds of thousands, if not millions on cycle lanes, on walkways, on bridges, and not building a single house. Why are they not building houses? So you think there should be more more housing? I mean, look, they are building some housing, but I, t- I take your few, point. I mean, there's a few out where I live in West Farnham, and they've the, the, the stopped growing houses there in Fairhouse. 
they just stopped for weeks and weeks. I don't know what right. happened. Well, we'll have it. We'll, we'll look into that, Con, and see maybe what the what the story is there. Um, five three one zero six. If you want to get in touch with us here today on the program, do you think Michael D Higgins was right to speak out about the current housing situation uh, in Ireland? We will come back to this maybe a little bit later in the program because there's a lot of people actually getting in touch and want to share their view on that today. We're also going to be hearing one family's plea for a potentially life-saving appointment. Up next, though, here in Lunchtime Live, do you set career goals? Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.